hitting uh, coaches show. I used to say Adams County coaches show, but it is no longer just Adams County coaches show. Uh, come in this morning looking for the newspaper so I could see who won what games last night, and they don't get the newspaper here anymore. But thanks to Dane Filling and Dave Nathan, they have uh, put a spot on the WZBD website, and it's labeled Zeland Week One Scoreboard, and uh, on that. It is sectioned out by the ACAC scores and the NE8 scores, and it has all the games listed here. So uh, my friends took care of me this morning, and they can take care of you as well. So if you wake up this morning and you want to see uh, what happened last night, you just go to the WZBD.com, and you click on Zeland Area Scores, and it says ACAC scores. Adam Central is a winner 42-8 over Garrett. Bluffton defeated Northfield 47-6. Heritage defeated Belmont 34-0. Jay County defeated Blackford 47-7. South Downs defeated Tipton 20-3. Southern Wells defeated Elwood 29-26. Eastside defeated Woodland 30-20. In the ACAC, it was DeKalb over Angola 28-14. Columbia City defeated Cherubusco 49-8. East Noble was a winner 45-7 over Bishop Bluers. New Haven defeated uh, Fort Wayne Northrop by a score of 42-6. Heritage, oh, yeah, because they come back in, had that game. Eastbrook defeated Huntington North 27-24. Kokomo defeated Leo 16-14. Mississinwa defeated Norwell 23-21. like to thank Steve Gagel for running the board for us this morning. If you're tuned in to listen to Steve's oldies this morning, you got about an hour of coaches to talk. But uh, I'll take a commercial here, and I'll come back with uh, our first coach, Michael Mosier, right after these messages here on Leakley Brothers Plumbing and Heating High School Football Coaches Show. When you need building materials, you need Arnold Lumber, 425 Winchester Street Indicator, featuring lumber in a wide choice of sizes, plus doors, windows, roofing, and more. Whether it's a complete new home or remodeling, a new deck or deck repair, a new kitchen or a kitchen update, whether it's an erected or materials-only garage or pull barn package featuring quality metal, free professional designs and estimates, Arnold Lumber provides it all. Open 7 to 5, Monday through Thursday, till 4.30 on Friday and 11.30 on Saturday. Shouldn't a home comfort system make you completely comfortable? Leakty Brothers is a trusted source for everything you need for home heating and cooling. When you decide to repair or upgrade your home comfort system, Leakty Brothers can advise you on your air conditioning, heating, and indoor air quality needs, from maintenance to repair to installation. Going with Leakty Brothers is a decision you always take comfort in. Hi, this is Ken at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Burn. Back to the Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating High School Football Coaches Show. Other fine sponsors that help bring this program to you is Arnold Lumber, um, Adams Memorial Hospital, Thrivent Financial Services, Moon Tower Tavern, and that's a place I'm going to have to go find and visit, as I like to visit most of our sponsors. Highway 27 Landscape, that I spend a lot of time and money at. Pete's King of Decatur, Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating. Uh, sure Flow Seamless Gutters, uh, Case and Court uh, and Geneva, and West End Restaurant. And West End Restaurant is our fine sponsor that hosts our show, and uh, that's the only reason I can get these coaches out here to talk to me in the morning, because they get full uh, free breakfast, and Coach Michael Mosier joins me first, and Michael, I always tell you, you're, you're a half, half order of biscuits and gravy guy, and you switched it up on this one. I switched it up. Hey, you, you hey, went I full, surprise the people You sometime. went full-blown. You went taters, taters <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. sausage and uh, scrambled eggs this morning. So <laughs> welcome to the show this morning, Coach. Uh, you and I talked a little bit off air about uh, things seemed like they got off slow last night. The, the Belmont uh, Heritage game started off a little bit slow. I think it's the first week one, uh, guys kind of getting started. But uh, you said uh, you, you had a few injuries and kind of mm-hmm. slowed you down a little bit. Yeah, and I think you look across the board. I think that's kind of been the, the, the play of this, this game one. You see other scores come up as they would announce at halftime, and you'd see some people starting a little bit slow. And I think that's pretty normal uh, normal for game one. Um, you know, for us, yeah, we've had some some injuries with some, some of our starters and had to play uh, some young kids and some inexperienced guys that haven't played varsity, particularly on the offensive line. And, and I think it just took some time offensively. I thought defensively we were probably a little bit ahead of, of where we were offensively last night, uh, just in terms of those injuries uh, and new guys playing. But eventually they settled down. Um, they, they were able to figure some things out. Uh, and I think as we go on, I think that's going to be very important for us to have uh, as starters come back 
uh, having these number twos with some some lot of experience, and and they proved to us that they they can play. So uh, definitely came out in the second half and did did much better as we made some adjustments, and the kids were able to make those adjustments and figure those out and 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 play uh, play up to the level we're wanting to, wanting them to. You know, you and I also talked um, that first week one week two series. Uh, you got two tough games because yeah. um, we, we've talked. We talked the, two railroad towns, right? Railroad towns. The, the Garrett guys, the railroaders, they they are hard nosed. Yeah, uh, blue physical, collar kids physical, and they will hit physical. you hard and then then week two you kind of find out <laughs> where you're at because you go and play east side and east side you know they're a contender in 2a every year and you play them first first uh part of your season yeah, and uh, yeah. those guys they come to play now do you go to east side yeah we go to east side and, and that's even like worse it's worse and and you add the the heat every east side game and everybody who's watched this game the last several years it seems like we play whether it's our place or their place we're going to play them 90 degree weather high humidity and that was look at that you know we're not going to have a game like last night it's going to be hot you know kids are going to be exhausted uh, and then you got to go up there and 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 play those guys and, and you got a and, good hour and, bus ride to get yeah, there yeah yeah good hour bus ride and so it, it's it is a challenge and it's a huge test we love the east side game uh and the east side game coaches would would say the same thing it's 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 a real test uh to see where we are it's a real challenge for for kids to grow up and and learn how to play physical football uh you know you're no longer scrimmaging you know it's it's no longer summer scrimmages you you got to strap it on and you got to go up there and be physical and if and if you're not, they're going to punch you in the in the face and and uh, see how you respond. And, and and some kids may may not. And if they don't, we're going to struggle. Now I'm I'm looking at the scores here. And last night, Eastside uh, beat Woodland thirty to twenty. Yeah. Now Eastside typically has been a, a pretty powerhouse, but uh-huh. uh, Woodland has scored twenty points on Eastside. Yeah. That tells you Woodland is Woodland's coming improved. Too. Yeah. Woodland's Woodland's much improved. I, I I thought so coming into the season. I think again, it just shows that our conference. Uh, is is really really competitive um you know historically we have had a strong conference and and a lot of us uh in in the conference uh have great football coaches and and great football minds and and it's a great culture and and i can see it it, it really coming back uh after being down a few years it's it's coming back and it's going to be be just as physical as what i think it was uh in the past and so that, that's that's exciting news to see that southern wells got their first win mm-hmm. at, you know, with a new coach there with uh, Sprunger, and yeah, I, I think we're up and up, and and we got good good people in there, and uh, I'm excited to see how how it goes. Well, um, there'll be some battles. There there will be Bluffton. Bluffton had a had a big win last night, yeah. so there it's there's going to be some battles. Well, we have a a new feature on our website that's uh, the Pickums contest where Dane and Dave and I pick them, and I I took uh, Elwood over him, and I I was feeling pretty proud of myself <laughs> late in the game. I, I saw I saw a score come across that yeah Elwood's winning, and Dane and Dave both had. Southern Wells, and that right at the end, Southern Wells squeaks out a three-point victory and yeah. beat Elwood 29-26. Yeah. And that's great to see because, you know, for, for years you go down to Southern Wells and they had such a, such a you know, historically yeah, good football yes, program. And absolutely. then to see them down, it was kind of kind of sad to see. But the Carnes Crazies have boosted things up again. I guess their numbers are back up again a little yep, bit. Yep, so it's, it's, it's going to be a good thing for the ACAC, for the, for the Southern Wells it is. team. But it is. Now, um. You, you looked at uh, we looked a little bit hard towards your um, week two game, but uh, week one game um, with um, it was a battle. You know, yeah. really, really, it, it really was. You know, we we went down, uh, we kicked off to them, stopped them, forced them to punt, and then that first drive we just kind of slowly, methodically went down and we we scored, uh, and then put the brakes on. It seemed it just just <clears throat> um, Garrett did some adjustments defensively. We knew going in that that. They had a very tough, stubborn defense, and that proved true for us until we were able to figure some things out in the second half and kids kind of, you know, settled down. But ultimately, Garrett had physical, physical, tough defense. They got, uh, they were good up front, um, hard to move. Their linebackers were everywhere, strong. Their safety, their DBs were good, good, uh, and they're they're a solid team. You know, much much better than than what they were last year for sure. I think a lot of those kids were young. Um, playing and just got you know got better and better as the season went and of course they're well coached with coach Depew and their staff uh, and so then eventually you know we 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 kind of settled in, in, in kind of like some trench warfare it was just stalemate uh, back and forth back and forth we couldn't move the ball they couldn't move the ball and then eventually towards the end of the second half or the second quarter uh, on a fourth down play 
Uh, we did a little pass in the flat and tester caught it about on the 10 yard line and scampered into the touchdown and, and we go up 14, 14, nothing. And so if I'm Garrett, you know, uh, considering what happened last year, you know, that was a big win for them. That, that was a big win. They, they had some momentum. They came out, uh, with some fire, uh, those kids, those kids never quit to the end. Uh, and then we were able to make some adjustments and, and our guys were able to, to handle those adjustments offensively anyway. And so we were able to open it up and, and move the ball more efficiently than what we did in the first half. And uh, defense continued to play pretty, pretty stubborn um, uh, ball against them. So I felt, I felt good about that. Well, I know that uh, it's week one of high school football and yeah. people have waited a whole year to get out uh, and after it. And I, I'm seeing some pictures uh, of your game. And as always, the uh, Adam Central uh, stands are packed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett usually travels pretty well. They did. They have they, a good yes, crowd. they did. They traveled real well. They had a good crowd. There was a lot of people there. And I know uh, that well uh, attended. at the Belmont Heritage game that we had, because Heritage is pretty close, yep. talked to Coach Kolkman about an, a nice little close trip for him. They had a, a packed stands on their side. Uh, Belmont recognized their 2008 state championship mm-hmm. football team, had a lot of people out there. And I think that's one of those things that uh, early in the season you need to boost that up and get that crowd to come yeah. after it. You guys don't have a problem with it because everyone within 10 miles Monroe is, <laughs> yeah. is at the uh, Rick yes. Field on yeah. Friday nights. But um, some schools struggle to get those teams to go take them yeah. away. And I think um, having those fans that really boost that up, uh, number one, they give a really good gate to each high school. Yep. And, and, and we know yep. what funding t- is. It's, it's is a huge in, deal. I huge mean, deal. getting that gate. Um, you guys um, – you guys are going to pick up a couple extra gates. South Adams, uh, yep. their, their turf's not done. Uh, week two, we're going to be down there at Brickmanic Field as it's going to be South Adams versus Belmont. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, that's one thing that those crowds can do to help, number one, get those kids pumped up, energized, and number two, really fund those programs to help with everything. Well, and I think you look in, in, in our area, northeast Indiana, I think football's pretty big uh, all across the board. Uh, it's not just unique uh, to the community of Monroe. Uh, everywhere you go, there's going to be interest. Everywhere you go, uh, I, I think too. Even even the the Fort Wayne media has done a really good job with with you know all the all the attention that they put on on football in Northeast Indiana, and I think it's been a huge deal for us. Uh, football's alive and well, and you know there were there were times in the past with all the concussion protocols that you wondered is football going to make it, you know? And it, the game has changed. We've had to adapt and we've had to change, but I think football is alive and well. I think I think the interest is there. I feel really good about where we are um, in in the state. I think uh, I think even the IHSA has done a, a good job on their part of, of promoting it uh, and keeping it alive. And the the rule changes, even though coaches you know bark about them and complain about them, I think they've been pretty good overall. Um, summer's been been uh, well attended by most schools too, and you know there's different things we can do. So I think football has really, really done well. The, the interest is there. The communities love it. It's something for someone to do. It's 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 Friday night. You know, it, it's a little bit different than basketball in that where you know you got a Tuesday night game or a Thursday night game, and then a Friday Saturday. You know, it's 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 always Friday night, and I think that's a big part of the boost that we have. You know, you talk about concussion protocol. People probably don't understand. What does it cost you to put a helmet right out of the box on a kid brand new today? Oh my! Oh, uh, four hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you do four that five hundred dollars, and, and you can so see. You think all the all the now they you know it depends on the, the the helmet. There's different varieties. Some you know three anywhere between three fifty and five hundred dollars. So when you see helmet, that's that's on athletic departments. Mm-hmm. You know, now we do have kids that buy helmets. And then they have them. I, I'd say we have. We're seeing that more and more. But it's still that's a that's a for parents to to fit that bill. That's that's a you know they're putting five hundred dollars into their kid's helmet. You know, it's, ba- it's a big deal. In baseball travel ball, you may you may put five hundred dollars for baseball bats yeah, in the kids' I, pack, and, yeah, and, the, and that's yeah. on the parents. I mean, it is. Remember, the people spend money. One year, the NE eight got smart and said we're going to go all wood bats, and yeah. they're buying eighty five dollar maple bats, yeah, and these yeah. kids break two a week, and it's yes, like yeah. you know I get a little expensive, and they so they backed off of that. Yeah. But I mean, it's I, expensive. People people. People know it's expensive, but I don't think they know realize. I mean, I mean, think about the jerseys these days too. Yeah. The jerseys are expensive. The shoulder pads. I mean, we're put, we're putting in thousands of dollars uh, out there into fitting a kid uh, on the field. So we need we need support, you know, and and we we get the support from the community. It's 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 really overwhelming. Like we have our own fundraiser, the Mothers Club that runs us has our own fundraiser. The, the the money that people give 
it, it, it blows me away every year because you know, they support it, and, and we couldn't do it without it. You know, and that, that makes you think more and more about uh, the, the DFL, Decatur Football yeah, League, you exactly. know, putting uniforms and stuff. Now, on Saturday mornings, the Park and Rec League plays soccer. You uh, put a pair of shin guards and a pair yeah. of cleats on a kid, and you roll a couple <laughs> of soccer balls out, and that's pretty cheap. But if you're, yeah. if you're putting, you know, seven $800 on a kid every time he goes out and, and plays DFL, DFL football. Yes, it's true. That, that's hard it's to true. do. But, it uh, is. Uh, it's it's money that has to be raised, and people say, yep. "Oh man, here we go, another fundraiser coming after me." Understand what that fundraiser has to do. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's not cheap, you know. Casey brought he bought two full school buses and a mini bus yeah. down last night. Yeah. They all take diesel. Yeah, and, that's and, right. And you're burning <laughs> diesel. It's like that that costs money, and you know. You're you're playing Garrett. Garrett comes down from north side of yep. Fort Wayne. I mean, those are not cheap trips. No, and people, it, it they is, don't think it is about, expensive. They don't think about the money it takes. But uh, I tell you what, uh, we get week one under our belt. Uh, yeah. You said you, you had some things to work out. We uh, have some things to work <clears throat> on for sure. But uh, I look over and Coach Colkman's just about done with his breakfast. And uh, since we have four guys, we're going to squeeze in. They're going to be a little bit shorter each time. But uh, thank you for coming in this morning. You bet. And uh, you bet. good luck up at the uh, east side where you're playing the. Uh, the East Side the Blazers, the Blazers, the Blazers. They could the be board. the Railroaders too. They could <laughs> Garrett and East, same same team, same team. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, this has been Michael Mosher with the Adam Central Flying Jets. We'll be back with Coach Colquhoun from the Heritage Patriots right after these messages here. On Adam Peach Sports Brothers. Medicine provides certified athletic trainers at many high school athletic events. These trainers specialize in injury prevention. Dr. Robert Kinney is board certified in physical medicine and rehabilitation as well as sports medicine, while Dr. David Coates is board certified in orthopedic surgery. Both Adams Medical Group physicians will be there to provide non-surgical and surgical care. Visit adamshospital.org or call 1-833-724-DOCS to schedule an appointment. It's never too early to consider your goals and refine your vision for retirement. Agnes Schock, financial consultant with Thrivent, is here to help you create a strategy that reflects your priorities. Agnes can help assess your needs and determine the next steps for your unique situation. Call 260-724-4144 to get started. That's 724-4144. Welcome back to Leaky Builders Plumbing and Heating, Adams County High School Football Coaches Show. Adams County plus one, and the plus one has joined me this morning, Coach Colkman. And uh, sorry, I didn't mean to rush you through your breakfast there, but uh, it looks like you did have a fine meal this morning. And that, like I told you last night, only only reason I can get coaches in here on Saturday morning is to to talk football is with a free breakfast. And the West End does a does a great job. And I I, I told you I said, hey, it's going to be at the West End bre- restaurant. And they're here, and it's like, oh, I know right where the West End is. <laughs> I think uh, I think a lot of people <laughs> in this area know where, where the West End is for sure. So, coach, last night uh, we covered the the Belmont Heritage game, and uh, I could talk to with uh, Coach Mosier. Maybe it's first week uh, week one kind of jitters, but. Uh, Things started off pretty slow, and a game went back and forth. I mean, you go three and out. Uh, Belmont makes a big defense for Santa first series. They go three and out. You come back, and I mean, it was it was pretty back and forth there the first uh, couple series until you guys break one loose and get get started. Yeah, I think um, you know, anytime you come into week one, and especially you know, traditionally, you, you, let's say you play a, a traditionally really good program week one. Um, a lot of times, that's the week you want to play them because they're still getting things going you know i always think back to snyder and their program and there was always kind of a saying in the city that if you wanted to beat snyder play them early because <laughs> later on in the year they're going to be good and then last night they they roll warren central so i guess that's a myth but you know then you you play a school like belmont that's a it's a very dangerous game because you know hall's got kids out he's got kids working out in the summer you know he he's obviously they're all trying to to get things going again and um you know, no teenage kid wants to be a part of a program and, and lose. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, those kids early on, they they know they're zero and zero, and they know they have an opportunity to, you know, uh, just close the door on on the past. And so that makes that makes a, a team dangerous in that regard. And we we did see that. Uh, you know, if if nothing else, you can say that his team has fight in them. I mean, oh, uh, as no uh, as as you get up a couple of scores on them, things got a little chippy, yeah. and, the, and the flags came out. And I mean, several times the the umpire and officials got the captains together and said, "We need to nip this." And it, it took it took probably three personal fouls offsetting penalties before they got it settled down. And I, I did see something really cool in kind of in between the third and fourth quarter. 
um, your quarterback and Dylan Blaise got together in the center field and the umpire talked to him, and they pretty much said, all right, we've had our fun, the chippiness is done, and it was settled out and it was done after that. Yeah, well, he he did give, you know, EJ gave us the final warning that the next one, kids are getting tossed. (laughs) And so, you know, we got our, we huddled our boys up and said, hey, that means that not only do you sit the rest of this game, but you also sit next week. Yeah. Is, Is it worth it? You know, and in, in regards to the chippiness, it, I don't think any of that really bothers me too much. Um, you know, it, now if we look at the film and punches were thrown or whatever, but I don't, I didn't see any of that. No. Maybe a few slaps and pushes here and there, but you know, it's like I, I we told you off the air. You know, our communities are closely tied. You know, businesses and families, and you know, and uh, the whole time I was growing up in the area, you know, we are tied to the Decatur Belmont community, and so our kids know each other. I think. Kobe told me after the game that, uh, is it Job, number 11? Yeah, Job Hoffman. Yeah, Job Hoffman is his first cousin. Yeah. You know, so, you know, all those ties that are there, so our kids know each other, they talk to each other. I look after the game, and like four of my kids are standing in that commons area right outside the concession stand, and they're talking to Belmont kids, yeah. and they're laughing and talking, and I was like, oh. So, you know, in the heat of the moment in a game, teenage boys, I mean, things are going to get little bit like that well one thing that kind of ties me together is you know you got, you got winnicon lutheran school and you got flat rock lutheran school and they're kind of out there and they're on the line and mm-hmm. there's kids that go to winnicon that end up going to heritage and there's kids that go to winnicon go to belmont and sometimes they cross back and forth and you get some new haven kids in there but those small uh parochial schools kind of bring those kids together and they play against each other in all those sports when they're growing up for eight years and they know each other and in after you graduate your eighth grade year you decide where am I going to go to school? Do I go to Belmont? Do I go to Heritage? Do I go to New Haven? And and that's where it ties. But like I said, those kids have known each other for a long time. I mean, they they come down and try and steal girlfriends from high schools, and <laughs> and uh, that could be some of the chippiness. I don't know, but uh, uh, it's 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 good. And you want your kids to have a little chippiness. I mean, I was told I had a daughter played soccer in, in school, and and I said you play the level until you get the first foul warning, and you back it down half a notch. Mm-hmm. I mean, in football, it's probably the same way. You you play it to the point where you get a little bit talking from the from the official, and you back it down half a notch and play it play at that high level. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, you you have to play with some a bit of an edge. You know, and especially just like the the coaches are learning. I mean, we 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 had a meeting when we got back to the office, and we were not pleased with how we performed as a coaching staff and the things, some of the things that happened, and we did and little scattered at times and so you know if we're all grown men been doing this for a long time i mean what do you expect from a a kid that's been playing football for a few years it's in high school so they're learning that as well how to develop that edge and how to play with that without stepping over the line Mm -hmm. you know and so that's part of it so i was just glad nobody got thrown out i was glad that there was no uh you know no real fights or anything along those Mm -hmm. lines so everybody was right on the edge but i don't think anybody fell off no, I heard you talking with uh, Coach Mosher about your game, too, uh, playing Fairfield. And Fairfield's, they're kind of a team that predominantly have been pretty much a uh, football team. I mean, that's probably a pretty good game, too, for you, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why we picked them up. You know, finding games sometimes can be very difficult depending on the week. And as soon as that one popped, uh, my AD came to me, and I was like, yeah, let's get a hold of them. Let's, let's do it. Coach Thacker's a good coach. You know, a few years back, I, I believe they were 9-0 and uh, in the regular season, and um, so, and he's a good man too. I've, I've met him a few times and we've talked at, you know, the state clinic and things. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to having them down to heritage next Friday. So, um, you traveled the, the short trip down to Belmont last night and, uh, everything went well. Everybody good comes down and you had a pretty good crowd. They brought along with you and, uh, does your team trip typically travel pretty well? Yeah, they, they have, our fans have done a great job, you know, the last few years, especially just their, their support of the program, you know, I heard you talking to Coach Mosier, you know, about finances and things, and as we all know, it's extremely expensive as it's ever been. And, you know, our, our community's done an awesome job of of uh, supporting us and financially and, and, and in, in the presence of a game. And in, plus, coming down to Belmont, for some of the people, I mean, I have a couple kids that live on the county line, mm-hmm. so they're almost as close to Belmont High School as they are to Heritage. So, just like you said... So yeah, it was a, it's an easy trip to make. And, and football's one thing; it's it's a big money suck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we talked about the uniforms, the expense. I mean, you typically have you have anywhere from fifty to sixty, seventy kids on the squad. I mean, that's a lot of people. You know, a girls' golf team 
you can put them on a mini bus and run them someplace. It doesn't cost you very much. But you're traveling down with two full buses and a, and a mini bus with your equipment and sometimes. And if you take a band along with you. and I mean, football is one of those things because of the number of players it takes to, to participate. It, it can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And we usually we usually travel with the, the school uh, minivan as well, you know, but that was in the shop. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite an undertaking, especially once you cross a certain threshold. You know, people, maybe people don't know this, but the average school bus holds between 40 to 60, depending on the size of the bus. So one of the advantages of having a team with a smaller roster is you only have to have one bus, yeah. you know, and we're at the point now where we need two, which we're perfectly fine with, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it does it does present some challenges financially. So uh, when you look at uh, you guys go to Fairfield or the no, Fairfield, Fairfield they're at us. Yeah, it's a home away. And uh, it's one of those things uh, you guys have uh, did some some work on your field and uh, really improved some things. And uh, it turned out to be a, a really nice place to play. And um, you think Fairfield's going to come and support pretty well with uh, good fans. They probably pretty travel pretty well. Too, yeah, don't I, mean, they? I, I assume. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it is it is a hall. Yeah. You know, Fairfield being up uh, by Goshen off 33, I think just – on the south side just before you get yeah. into Goshen. But uh, I would assume, mm-hmm. you know, especially, you know, they won last week as well. So, you know, they're probably excited about possibly having a, a good year as well. So we're hopeful. So offensively, what do you look for out of those guys to come down that you're going to have to prepare for? Well, limited what we know is, the, you know, academy-style uh, option types of things. I don't know much more yet. You know, I spent last evening on our film from last night's game. So, and we don't have anything um, – other than clips, things are here and there from last mm-hmm. year. So we have to assume my other coaches are right now working on last night's game. So when I get in, I'll check it out and see. But from what I've heard and, and what I understand from those guys, it's it's the academy-style ball, so we got to be ready to tackle the dive and take care of the pitch. So know. when you looked at the film last night, were there things that you saw that you know you need to work on for next week? Oh, no doubt. You know, No doubt. I mean, win, lose, draw. There, there's always going to be things, you know, I think the quote is, you know, the good are satisfied with success, the great always want to improve, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've talked to our boys a lot about the fact that I think it's fair to say, I don't think this is bulletin board material, that, you know, we've become a good program, you know, whatever that means. Good meaning that we're formidable and we mm-hmm. can compete. Um, but what's it going to take to be great? You know, what's going to be take to, to win conference? What's it going to take to win a sectional? you know, to that level. And so we just got to continue to improve, even if even if it looked wonderful from the naked eye or from the stands. There's there's always things we got to be better at. No, last night Nick threw a couple of different options at you. He come out with that uh, kind of old-school Larry Getz, put him in tight, you know, and get him all then. You, you're used to that little weak – I always call it the turtle shell offense because it just kind of moves forward a couple of times. That wedge play just kind of moved and he gets some time. And they'd run out and spread it out. And he's got mm-hmm. that big Hoffman kid that's 6'5", and he can throw the ball to and. And uh, Franz has got a good arm. I think he overthrew a lot of passes. I think he was nervous last night. But I tell you what, they've got they've got some weapons, and I think that they can throw the ball this year. And that little turtle shell back to the spread is quite a difference for a defense to get used to. It does present a challenge, you know. And the the Hoffman kid, that's a big dude, man. Yeah. I mean, I saw him come out of the locker room when we were there, and I went up and shook his hand because him at free safety coming downhill it was a load. We had a couple kids take a lick off him and. You know, so, yeah, and it's just a matter of, of getting more comfortable throwing the ball in those situations, you know, for for the kids. And, and then, you know, the other thing people forget sometimes is you want to transition from run to pass. Well, that's a whole different uh, uh, blocking scheme mm-hmm. and set and skill set for your linemen. So now you got kids that are hand in the dirt, coming downhill, you know, road grading people, and now all of a sudden they have to pass that. And that's a different skill set. So that takes a little a learning curve mm-hmm. as well. But... Yeah, they, they hit us on that little uh, smoke screen, you know, that quick screen they run out mm-hmm. there to the twin set. And um, we were playing a coverage that that's a good play call to call against our coverage. Yeah. And they hit it early, and then we made an adjustment, <clears throat> and we felt like we were okay with it after that. But You know, I think uh, you talked about uh, him at free safety. I did see a couple of times he made some one-handed catches just because he just reached out and got a big paw on somebody and drug him down that I think could have been big plays for you. That uh, They had some guys step and make some good plays, and um, you guys had some – uh, he had a couple of guys that made some big runs, and you had a couple of guys made uh, like basically game-saving tackles at the end. That uh, you know, one man to beat, and they make a nice open field tackle. And I saw a couple times on your uh, special teams on a punt return 
where a guy ran down and made a one-on-one open field tackle, and those are not easy to make. Oh, I probably one of the hardest things to do in football is <clears> you give a kid a wide open space of you know fifteen, twenty, however many yards, and it's just you know the the two of them. And the defender trying to make that tackle, that is a difficult thing to do. It's a hard skill. And so we've, we focus a lot on tackling. You know, we kind of went old school and blocking and tackling. You know, the old Lombardi, that's what football is. And and uh, I thought our kids did a very good job of tackling in open space. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we didn't do so well, you know, in that turtle shell. Yeah. You know, they had some kids squirt out on us, which is, especially 13, he's a slippery, yeah. he's a slippery dude. And um, But, yeah, then once we had a chance, the guys made the tackles that needed to be made. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, I'd like to welcome you to uh, the coaches' show. I'm glad you was able to come in this morning, get some breakfast, and uh, talk about this week's game and next week's game. And uh, we carry, we've got two or three games, you guys, throughout the season, so I appreciate your on-field interviews before the game, and uh, we look forward to that for the rest of the season. And uh, we really welcome the whole Heritage uh, sporting program into the fold as uh, we've picked up volleyball games in the next week or so. We've got Heritage girls volleyball against uh, all three of the other Adams County schools. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a real good relationship that we have. And I'm glad that your community and sponsorship has stepped up to support these sports. That Because just like football teams getting there, radio takes money as well. And it takes the sponsorship of, you know, homegrown fans and, and uh, businesses to help promote that. Yeah, no doubt. It's like I told you on the pregame, it's been a good relationship already. You know, a lot of comments from our community about coverage from last spring. Um, with track and, and baseball and everything. And so people were pleased, like you said, that they've stepped up financially. And then, you know, things like last night and today, it's it's a good – it makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. with Heritage and uh, especially with our ties to Decatur. So thank you. As a, as once again, uh, always tell your fans to go to WZB.com and take a look at uh, – uh, all the stuff that happens to be out there and uh, available for you to see and witness and uh, lots of sports and everything on there. And I appreciate you coming in. Thanks. Take care. This has been Coach Casey Holtman of the uh, Heritage Patriots. And we'll be back with uh, Coach Nick Hall right after these messages here on a Leak to Brothers Plumbing Heating High School Football Coaches Show. Some nights you want to eat out in the big town, but some nights you want to feel at home. And nowhere feels more like home than the Moon Tower Tavern in downtown Monroeville. Order your favorite drink and a home-cooked meal. Challenge a friend to a game of pool or test your skill at shuffleboard all at the Moon Tower Tavern in Monroeville. You can even order your favorite meal online at moontowertavern.com and pick it up when it's ready. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, give Moon Tower a try. Locally owned and operated by Bobby and Jenny Springer, Highway 27 Landscape Supply, 8050 North, U.S. Highway 27, Decatur, features their new garden center and greenhouse, stocked with unique gifts, flowers, plants, and supplies of all kinds to help you do your own landscaping, or you can allow them to plan the look you have in mind. Stop by or call 260-724-3652. Highway 27 Landscape Supply makes your landscaping dreams a reality. Welcome back to Leaky Builders Plumbing and Heating High School Football Coaches Show. Other fine sponsors, Arnold Lumber, uh, Thrivent Financial, Moon Tower Tavern, um, Highway 27 Landscape, Pete's King of Decatur, um, Sureflow Seamless Gutters, Geneva Case and Court, and uh, West End Restaurant, our fine sponsor, our fine sponsors. Everybody knows where Geneva Case and Court is. It's right across from M&M Meats, isn't it there, isn't it there Grant? Don't even know where it's at. I'm joined by... Coach uh, Nick Hall, the uh, Belmont Braves. And, uh, Nick, uh, it was a great night for me last night because the Bob Worthman Stadium has been upgraded with a brand-new press box, and it is heads and tails above where we've been for the past uh, 40 years. But uh, it was a nice touch to have that. You had a great crowd base came out. Um, they come out to celebrate you and your teammates from that 2008 football team. And I think it was just a good start for the season to really get things going and say, hey, Belmont football is coming back. Let's come out and support it. And I, I thought it was just a great night for you. Yeah, we had a lot of people out there. It, it was great to see all the, the old players out there from, from whenever I played and all the coaches. And I, I talked to a few of them there uh, coming out of halftime. Um, I didn't get to stay out there for the ceremony because I had to go to the locker room. But, you had, you uh, had to work. Yeah, we I had to do some things. You only work on Friday nights. I know how it works. Just, <laughs> just like one, a priest, they work on you know, Sunday morning. Just one day a week. That's all. That's all those coaches do. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it, it, it was great seeing all those guys out there, all the fans. Um, that's probably the most fans we've had out there in probably years, honestly. Um, 
the, the new press box is awesome. And that probably helps. That looks like the stadium is a little bit yeah. more full because it takes up some seating. <laughs> but, now the press box is awesome. Um, you got three rooms up here, all air conditioning and heat and stuff. So Actually, I got you, cold last night. I turned yeah, my air conditioner yeah. down, believe it or not. That's crazy. <laughs> you, you guys are getting spoiled now. <laughs> but uh, we we talked to both both coaches. Uh, it seemed like all the games last last night started off a little bit slow. Uh, they go three and out. You go three and out. They go three and out. And I mean, went back and forth. And I mean, it's a seven nothing ball game, and uh, it's still pretty tight. And uh, it's one of those things that I think your team was really competing in the first half. And I thought it was uh, a good show for you for some kids that are have been underclassmen and really been getting beat on. To now those kids are upperclassmen, and I saw them really dominating both sides of the ball there for a little while. We did um, that that first quarter. I mean, we we played like that the whole game. I mean, it's a different game. Yeah. Um, we came out and played really well. Um, our offense started out slow. Uh, we actually moved the ball a little bit this year or last night compared to years past. Um, we didn't score. But we I mean, we shot ourselves in the foot a couple times. Yeah. Uh, we got down there and had a penalty or we had a turnover or or, or, or whatever. But uh, no, we I thought we started out real slow. Our defense, I thought our defense played really well all night. I mean, yeah, we gave up thirty four points, but our offense didn't put them in very good situations. Yeah. Um, they scored. Five touchdowns, all in five big plays. Yep. I mean, they they didn't march the field, nothing like that. It was, it, it was long runs or a long pass or. And whatever. two of those plays came after turnovers. Correct. Directly after turnovers, right, right, and that, right after and, interception. And yep. you know, as a coach, that's when you want to strike. You get a turnover, you you pull out a big play, and and that tends to take the spirit out of some of those uh, other opponents we're playing. But one thing I can tell you what, nothing took the spirit out of your players as we talked. Uh, things were quite spirited there in the middle of the game between the guys who were kind of scrapping a little bit after the play and uh, that's what you want you want to see your kids to have still have some fight in them well absolutely um still play with some pride um i mean i, I know the guys on our team we're gonna, they're gonna play they're gonna play hard from the start of the game to the end uh they're not gonna take any crap from anybody um i mean yeah the, it got chippy last night um but like colkman said it doesn't bother me yeah um no one punched him on no one nothing like that i mean it, they were pushing and shoving and I mean, the rest said, "Hey, we we gotta knock this off," you know. Like, okay, I mean, it, it was over after you know. I think their their QB and Velez they were in the yeah. middle of the field in the middle of the third quarter. They shook it out and whatnot, and uh, we moved on. So, uh, no, I mean, you, you you gotta like it as a coach. So you, you even though you're losing, I mean, you're still showing some fight and you're you're playing hard. Um, like I said, they they played hard the whole game. Um, I think again, not having. As many players we can rotate in, I think it, it hurt us again. Mm-hmm. Um, we had guys that were tired, and uh, we lost our starting fullback third series of the game. Yeah. We don't know how long we're having him out for. Um, hopefully, it's it's a it's a, not a serious injury. Um, you tweak a knee? Look like you tweaked a knee. Knee? They're not real sure what it is mm-hmm. yet. We'll find out here next week. Um, hopefully, it's nothing crazy, and we can mm-hmm. have him back here uh, soon. So, you know, as a as a spectator, I watched last night, and one thing that I saw. That uh, I don't know if that's surprising me, but it, it kind of pleased me as I saw Cole Mendez as one of your seniors stepped up, and he seemed like he was in the middle of everything between Mendez and Velez. You know, as an offense or defense, those guys were in the mix, and they were making it. And I think it looked like Mendez maybe has uh, matured to the point where he realized that I'm going to be a force on a field. I've saw Velez do it for the last couple of years, and I'm going to be the point where. You have to watch out for where I'm at on the field on every play. Yeah, uh, th- those two guys, Mendez and Velez, uh, they've been working hard four years now. I mean, they're they're senior captains. Um, they've both been playing since they're freshmen, sophomores. Um, I think Cole's Cole's really stepping into his own. I mean, he, he's a real young senior too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think he just turned sixteen or something like that. Um, so really, he could be a junior. Um, but no, he, he's he's a big, strong kid um, who who loves to hit people just like Velez. So. You know, you put him into that center spot to anchor down the center of that offensive line, and that's one of those things you, you want one of those guys that uh, when your team leader's in the middle of the field kind of running things, and I, I did see a lot of that last night. It seemed like your offense uh, in, the, in the first half really was kind of sparked up due to that uh, kind of senior leadership in the middle of the line. Yeah, absolutely. And like, like you said, Cole, Cole's been playing for the last three four years. He he was all-conference center last year in our conference. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, our, our conference is no joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that's a pretty pretty big accomplishment for for him last year as a junior. Uh we look for a big year out of him. Um same with Velez, same with Joe Hoffman. Um 
mean, Joe Hoffman was doing Joe Hoffman things last <laughs> night. I mean, like Coleman was saying, like, like, like he's he's a man child. I mean, he's six five, two hundred twenty pounds, and he looks every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're we're looking to get him the ball a lot more this year. And, I wouldn't want him to be a running back come off the edge with him coming down either. I saw him make a couple of one-handed tackles where he just got a hold of people with one hand and slung them down. And they were yeah. they were big kids. They were two hundred pound running backs, and uh, he made he made some nice defensive plays that you know you don't want your safety making all those tackles. But he made some nice tackles at the end that really kind of kept the big play from coming a touchdown. I don't know if I'd even call Job a safety. <laughs> he, he's almost like a he's hybrid, a deeper, hybrid, he's hybrid a, linebacker. He's a deep. Player. He's a very deep middle linebacker. Yeah, but he closed on that ball so quick. Uh, I mean, his instincts to when, when he reads run. I mean, he, he's coming up. Um, but yeah, he, he when he gets his his paws on you, he, he's not going to let go. I mean, he, he has hands that are seem like they're like thirteen inches long. I mean, they're huge. I know that um, the the big uh, the phrase I picked up a few years ago was somebody got trucked, and that I saw him truck a few guys coming out of the corner. And like I said, he cut out of the, out of the deep safety spot. And got a couple of guys at the line of scrimmage and put a big stick on them. And when you're in a press box with a closed window and you hear the the pads pop, I mean that's a good stick. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's looking to lay some wood every time he comes down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, offensively as well. I mean, like I said, we're we're looking to get him the ball more. Um, we can't just rely on him though. Yeah. Um, we got a couple other guys that need to step up a little bit and, and whatnot. So get your, your offense moving here. I don't know if it's week one jitters, but uh, you know Franzi seemed to be overthrowing his passes. But kid can throw the ball. Kid's got a good arm. I mean, he he overthrew passes by ten yards last last night just because he's working on the touch, and I think he's a little bit nervous. But I tell you what, if you get a guy that can get out deep, I think he can get him a ball. He, that was his ver- first varsity game ever. Yep. Um, he he was nervous. Um, he has some work, uh, but I think he'll be fine. Uh, he, he's a hard worker. Um, you know he, he can throw it. He knows the offense. He he knows the the personnel around him. Um, it, it's nice being able to you know throw the ball down the field. You know where guys can't load the box the whole time and whatnot. So uh, I mean he he throws a pretty good ball. He, we we just got to get him get him some more confidence. You know, um, and that's something we can work on throughout the week. You know, and I think I saw a couple weapons last night out there inside. I I saw um, uh, Gavin Crawl make a couple of nice pass catches out there, and there's got a couple other guys along with Hoffman that can catch that long ball and guys put some moves on i saw christian hatch make some runs that uh kind of turned a broken play into a big play a couple of times and that the one play a little run play comes down to your sideline he had one man to beat for a touchdown and, and that was a broken play that kind of got busted yeah. up in the backfield and i think he did a real good job of making something out of nothing christian's a very elusive player uh he's, he's very quick um he has great vision um you know like, like you said he, he made something out of nothing i mean it was a 20 Five plus yard gain on, on that one play. Uh, there were a couple of plays where it, shoestring tackles that, that stopped him. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing after that one guy. Um, which again, we have to go back and look and see who missed that block and whatnot. But uh, that, that's something we have to clean up. Having Gavin crawl there on the outside as well, across from Job, you know, that helps open it up a little bit and take some pressure off of Job. Uh, we, we just got to become more consistent in what we're doing. So well, the one big broken play that I saw, and you, you don't want this happening. A lot, but uh, I saw Will Fronsley make a block that sprung the big run for Hatch. You'll, you can watch it on That's, you, that, you can watch it on tape, but uh, things are broken and, and Hatch is looking for a run and he needs one block. And Fronsley steps in and gets the block. Actually, I think he blocked two guys and broke them around. And I think Hatch probably gained 20 yards after that block. So I mean, that's huge right there for just a spur of the moment kind of thing and somebody just to throw a block. Sure, and, uh, and actually in our offense, Fronsley blocks every play. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that means he was doing his job, and that, like we talked about before, before the game, doing your job, and um, on that plate, Franzi did his job, and it, it sprung a, a twenty-play yard run. So, so next week, uh, you go down to a neutral site, you go down and play at uh, the the airstrip at uh, Rick Minnick Field, and you got, you got to play football against this guy sitting over here in the corner that uh, you was having your breakfast with this morning. Uh, um, they started off a little bit slow last night too, and I mean, uh, what are you looking forward to to going down to? Ham Central playing the Southam Starfire team next week. Uh, I look forward to playing Southam every year. Uh, Grant's a good, good uh, friend of mine. Uh, I think we talk about every. <laughs> you don't have to say that just because he's here. Just because well, he's here. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, well, <laughs> <laughs> liar. <laughs> well, heck, I messed up huddle. I sent him our, our good view, not our, our bad view. So, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, me and Grant talk 
a lot. Um, he, he's one of the guys that – he's probably one of the first guys that texted me whenever I got the job four years ago, congratulating me and let me know if I need anything, let him know, and this and that. Um, so, no, I look, I look forward to playing him every year. Uh, I wish we could play down at South Downs on their, on their new turf field, but um, – Well, it'd be like beach volleyball right now, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably prob stones or whatever, or, or play to our place. But I, I guess we'll travel down to down to Monroe and play down there. We'll call that a neutral site because it's like twelve miles to Burn and uh, four miles to Monroe, so halfway in the middle. Yeah, that's a that's a short trip for everybody. Is, is that is that directly in the middle of Min Burn? And well, it's at it's Adams Central, so it's in the center of the county. So that's a that's about as close as you get, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Too bad there's no good restaurants to stop at between here and Monroe. You know. And trip yeah, down there. Yeah, there's nothing down there. Compass <laughs> Corner. We, uh, I think we should uh, line up Worthman Field out here and play down here at Worthman. <laughs> well, we got some lights up there now, but I'll tell you what, uh, Nick, there were some things I saw, some uh, some flashes of uh, good things to come last night. Uh, like I said, if you had a little more horses, the second half may be different, but uh, I did see some of your kids get some, uh, some of your B guys get in, get some reps, and it uh, looked like so, some things that are coming around. Uh, is that... Uh, you got when do you play uh, the JV game this week? Uh, Monday. Monday. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our, our younger guys. I mean, they got got some reps there at the end. Um, you know, and it's it's things that we have to work on still. Um, finishing a block, knowing your block, and stuff like it. it, it it's little things. I know it, it. It doesn't seem like it, but it really is all little things. And you know, Heritage is a good team. Cody Meyer. I mean, he, he's a stud. Yep. I mean, there's a reason why Colquhoun puts him back here quarterback. He's he's his best athlete. Uh, he wants the ball in his hands all the time. I would too. I mean, the kid can run. He can throw. He makes great decisions. He, he's a, he's an athlete, and their their defense is pretty stout. They they, re, they returned ten or eleven guys from last year. Their D line stout. Their their DNs are good. Their linebackers read really well. Um, I mean that, that's a that's a pretty good team. So well, it's kind of a false look too because they come out in that big spread offense, and you learn very quickly that that spread offense just gets your defense spread out because he was going to run a wildcat. He was going to run the ball. Yeah. I mean the first first two three series. There was no intent to pass the ball whatsoever. I mean, he's back there. He's going to run wildcat. And that's what you do. You spread the field out, and you give him some open space, and uh, he's, hard, he's hard to bring down. But uh, I think that's the plan. And uh, as a coach, you need to work defensively. It's like you got to cover those guys. You know he's going to pass. But then you also have sure. to watch a run. Sure. I mean, like I said, he, he's a great athlete. And uh, I heard Colkman saying how uh, Kobe Meyer was telling him after the game that Joe was his first cousin. And I just learned that this past <laughs> week as well. And we were talking about last week, and – Job was like, yeah, he's like nine of my or eight of my nine tackles last year were against Kobe, <laughs> you know, against my cousin and this and that. I'm like, I had no idea that was your cousin, Job. Uh, but like Kokeman said, our communities are very close. Um, Decatur, Monroeville, Hoagland area. I mean, we're, I mean, it's pretty much the same community. And to me, it only makes sense that we play each other every year. Yeah. Um, we're very similar in size. We're, our enrollments are the same. The type of kids we get are the same. He just seems to have double amount of players that we have. Um, still trying to figure out how the heck he does that. I talked to him last night about it, and he said he's getting some transfers in from New Haven because mm -hmm. New Haven's enrollment's yeah all the way up. So, um, but yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I uh, appreciate you coming in, and uh, sorry to make you, your breakfast a little bit cold, but I've seen you slam down a half-order of biscuits gravy pretty quick, so I don't think you'll have any problem making that up. So uh, thanks for sitting in here, and we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll come back with uh, – our last coach of the day, Coach Grant Mosher, the Starfires, right after this on uh, WZBD. Greetings from the Prince of Pizza. Hey, Aaron here, and my dad decided it's time for a voice change on our ads. So I'll be the one to tell you that Pete's King of Decatur gift cards are the world's greatest gift you can give to anyone. They're available in any amount, so when you're out and about shopping, swing in and see us just east of downtown Decatur. And as we've always said, the difference is in the squares. Want to make your home a more comfortable place, but don't think you can afford a top brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solutions for every budget. When you turn to Leakty Brothers, your Carrier expert, they'll show you the full lineup of best-in-class home comfort systems and help you pick the one that best fits into your home budget. Because in this economy, who couldn't use a little more comfort? Hi, this is Ken at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Burn. Back to Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating, Adams County, and 
Heritage Football Coaches Show. I got to get used to that. It's not just Adams County High School Football <laughs> Coaches anymore. I think what Dane has uh, we we've renamed, we've rebranded, we called it the Z Team Area Sports. Z Team Area. How's that sound? Yeah, Adams County and Colkman. That's fine. <laughs> You'd be the afterthought. The afterthought. Well, <laughs> hope he's listening. And it, you know who I was listening? His friend and your friend. Coach Gunkel over at Bluffton always tunes in, so I always have to talk about him a little bit just to make sure that uh, he's listening. And, and uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, we will be over there and covering some games. And uh, it's always good to go over there and uh, talk to Coach uh, Gunkel. And, uh, and I told him that you know, he came into the program when Copeland was head coach there, and uh, they became good friends because yeah. of that. Yep, and and those are those are good guys. I mean, it's it's fun. It's, it's fun just being friends with the coaches you, you coach against and the camaraderie we have. Nick talked there a little bit about. I mean, our relationship was quite. I was I was a great friend with his older brother, and that's kind of how I got to know Nick. Uh, Justin Hall. When we we played, believe it or not, we played intramural basketball in college. I played basketball Why? sometimes. Why? I, I did. <laughs> but I, but Justin and I are good friends. So Nick got a job, and I I, I sent a text to Justin and Nick at the same time and said Justin's coming to coach at South Adams. Nick, just so you know. <laughs> But well, just remember, when you play guard in basketball, it's different than being guard in right, football. I, I, no one told me that. <laughs> but no, it's, it's in the ACAC. We have we have a great camaraderie with coach, coaches. Colkman, Kunkel, and I uh, all get along pretty well, obviously. Um, and and I heard Michael talk a little bit on the way up here. He was talking about just how much better the conference is, and, it, and it's, that's a great thing for the ACAC. You know, Woodland scores twenty points on yeah. East Side last night. They're athletic. They, they are very very athletic. Um, coach Smith now in his third or fourth year. Uh, Again, Heritage has 80 kids out somehow, which Nick talked about, which is unbelievable. Um, Kungle really likes his team right now. I talked to him last night again. They, they have 20 stars back, and, and they're big, and they're, and they're strong, and they're quick, and they're, they're a pretty good team. Um, so it's, when the conference is good, everything is good. So it makes us – I think it really prepares us well going through the ACAC for the 1A sectional. And uh, you guys uh, played uh, last night against Tipton, kind of a team you you don't typically play and don't know much about. Uh, uh, was that kind of a new look and a little bit uh, different uh, game for you last night? Very, very cool how it worked out. So Coach Toll down at Tipton, uh, I coached with him in the North-South All-Star game, so I knew him pretty well from that week uh, with him. And we both had a week one opening. We said, well, you know, chance you want to play? It's maybe a two-hour drive. And we said, well, let's, I, said, I, I kind of thought, well, let's, let's try and play Indiana Westland. So I, I emailed their coach, and they said, sure. And didn't so, I mean, it, this is incredible. Didn't charge us a thing. Really? Uh, didn't charge us anything. They gave us some, some sweet tickets. My wife and my kids were up in the suite last, last night with all-you-can-eat food, which I was kind of mad about that I wasn't getting that treatment. But <laughs> I mean, they, all, all, all the coaches' wives were up there getting to enjoy that pretty cool. Here's the yeah. tip. You tell your wife, you take a Ziploc baggie <laughs> yeah, that fits inside your purse, yeah. and you start putting some wings in there. Uh, it's happened before, trying, you know. I'm trying to train her on that, but she doesn't think I need price. You need more wings. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, they they treated us really well. Incredible facility there. I, I hadn't been there before. I think it's about ten year ten year old program now, and it was really cool the way they treated us. And we're doing the same thing again next year. Um, and Tipton always a, a very historic program. I think Tol, Coach Toll now is on his nineteenth year. Um, he has a winning record, obviously. Uh, they, they they just played so hard. They had a running back who who had twenty seven carries last night, and he was just he was just beating on us toward the end. Uh, but our kids played hard. Our first drive of the game, we, we looked great. We we marched down the field in about 12-play drive, 80-yard drive, 12 yard, or twelve plays, 80 yards, uh, capped off by an Owen Warner touchdown. And then after that, we kind of had a little bit of trouble. We fumbled the ball in the second series on, on their one-yard line, drove down and fumbled. Uh, and then the third series missed a field goal. So um, we kind we kind of sputtered there the first half. It was 6-0 halftime. And then the second half, we we talked about adversity, and they, they drove down. They, they had a nine-minute drive. Uh, start the second half and we're up 6-0 and we got down inside our 10-yard line. We got a uh, a stop or we got him to a field goal, uh, which was 6-3. And then the next drive, we Bullenbacher had about a 60-yard run to get us back to 13-3. Uh, th- to 13 to three. So that was a, a big a big turning point there. We got the him to a field goal and then had a nice long run by Bullenbacher the next series. Um, <clears throat> it's one of those things that uh, as if scrimmages and practice can show you some things, but it takes the game to really kind of weed out the problem areas that you need to work on is there was there things that you saw last night that drastically need change or just things you need to sharpen the edges on uh defense i thought played really really well um they're ahead of our offense right now the our, our coaches do a great job with coach stein our d coordinator obviously and the help he has with coach clark coach odell coach uh, tyler sprunger coach cal um, they do a great job defensively with their game planning getting to, getting to obviously uh, we have defensive meetings on sunday nights and i just kind of sit and listen a lot of times and uh, and I don't even, I, I love defense. Um, I coach defense early on. I, I, defense is more fun to play for me. But um, th- those guys really do a good job with with catching things on film, with different uh, formations and tendencies, things like that. I mean, they do a really good job with adjustments as well. So our defense played really well last night. Offense is a little <coughs> behind the eight ball. 
Um, I, I, we, we, I did a, I did a poor job in the scrimmage play calling as far as, um, if you know me, I get, I get the itch to throw. <laughs> if if yeah. it's about more than three or four plays, I want to throw the ball. And, uh, so I was doing that scrimmage a little too much. So I, I, I was a little more patient last night with the coaches trying to kind of in my, in my ear telling me to do that. My brother upstairs and coach McCain, coach Lehman. And our, and our run game was really, really good last night. Colton Bullenbacher and Owen Warner both, uh, just an incredible job. The line blocked well. Um, but I think Colton went, ended up with 130 yards rushing. Owen around 50 yards rushing and touchdown. Um, but we got the we got the ball moving on the ground last night. Well, next week uh, you're going to go to Rick Minnick Field and you're going to play against uh, the guy, young man that just left here after his half order of biscuits and gravy. And uh, they're going to show you something different. I mean, last night against uh, Heritage, they come out in that old Larry Getz style, the the three yards in a cloud of dust kind of thing. Uh, tight ends with the the fullbacks two yards off the ball and uh, the. Tight ends are in there tight, and you got running backs, the wings on that run and shooter are right on the tail end of them, and, and then they'll spread it out on you. So it's like that is from about a night and day for a defensive scheme that you have to deal with. Belmont's scary because, first off, they're, they're so physical. Every year they're so physical. Um, they, they play hard, man. Coach Hall has them playing hard. They, and their D-line and their O-line, most of them are back from last year, and obviously Velez is, a, is a, one of the best players in the area at any position. Um, but but the the other part I told the kids last night is I said hey Belmont Bum, looks down their schedule and they play in that tough tough conference and they're looking for wins guess who they're circling they're, yeah. they're circling South Adams as a chance they can win so that's that's a dangerous game man because they're they're, uh, they're they're right there so we got we got to be ready to go well they they seem a little more dangerous because they've got guys on their O line and D line that started playing as freshmen and they've been beat up for three years and they're seniors and guess what they're looking to take some shots. And they're going to beat you up. And last night I saw a lot of physicality. Yeah. I saw some chippiness. I saw a little bit too much chippiness. But I tell you what, I'd rather see that than kids get rolled over. And, exactly. And, and you'll see that. And they're going to come out. And the, the center of those line, you know, you're going to have Velez and um, <clears throat> Mendez. And those guys are going to be in the middle. And they're, they're going to play for keeps. And they're going to make sure you understand when you left that you played football. Yeah, and that's something that, we, that's something that we're, not, <clears throat> we're not great at yet. We're not that physical. I mean, we're always smaller than everybody in – uh, so we, we already, like I said, I already challenged them last night. We gotta get, we gotta get more physical if we're gonna be able to compete with uh, this Belmont team and these, and these, some of these other bigger schools. Because uh, we can't just finesse our way through um, some of these games that are on our schedule coming up. So it's gonna be a good, a good uh, challenge for us, I think. Um, again, last night we played Tipton. Tipton's hard nosed, but they're young, they're younger and they're a little smaller uh, than than this Belmont team's gonna be. Um, so we're gonna be ready to go. Well, I did see Clayton Troush. Uh, with his nice long locks, was flexing on some people at the media day. Is that some? Oh, is, is, that, is that one of those? Uh, is that one of those guys that's on your team that's uh, going to help lead you to kind of boost things up and put a little put a little swag in your walk? I will say I do. I do love the senior senior class. They've uh, I've, I've been kind of close to them since they were younger. Um, they just they're, they're they're so fun to be around. Uh, Clayton Shops, like you mentioned, Colton Bolenbacher, Owen Warner, our, our three captains. Uh, incredible job in practice and, and during the game as far as getting our guys excited, leading. Um, show them the work ethic they need to be doing, and then we have some other seniors. I mean, we have 15 seniors, which is great for for our for our school size. Um, our goal every year is trying to try and have 12 seniors, so a program with 48 to 1A, I think school is pretty healthy. Um, but these are these guys that I really like, and again, they they just have fun playing football, and and uh, they're fun to be around. Come on, Casey's got 29 seniors. Yeah, this year. Right, right. <laughs> if I was 3A school, I might have a little different goal. But <laughs> you know, what would you do with 29 seniors? I mean, you get 22. I, I two platoon, like that's <laughs> what I would do. <laughs> you get two. You get two guys for every spot and some spares yeah. and some fun extra right. on special teams. But uh, I tell you what, uh, I thank I thank you for coming in. I look forward to our interview on field bef- before the game next week down at uh, Rick Minnick Field, and that will be the game of the week between Belmont and South Adams and uh it's it's always a, it's not a, a super big rivalry but those are pretty close communities and those kids know each other they've been playing D- DFL against each other since mm-hmm. they're like third fourth grade and uh it's 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 a good game to have on your schedule before you start your conference schedule and uh speaking of your conference uh things are looking a little better you know Woodland played good last night Southern Wells comes back and get a win last night uh Jay County gets a win last night I mean the, it seems like uh about every team in the ACAC won last night yeah the conference went we were, we were texting a little bit and the conference went 6 and 1 last night and Woodland put up a great show and the only team that lost against a, a historically good east side team <clears throat> so, um, so the conference again is better and that that we we like it that way um, as you look up and down the conference, I mean, obviously Adam Central is kind of the, uh, I think they're the team to beat, as I think everyone knows that, and, and not just in not just the conference, but in all of 1A North um, with all they bring back and, and they've done the last couple of years. But then Bluffton Heritage, I think, have taken huge, huge steps forward. Um, both those schools are going to be really, really tough 
um, which again that's, that's a good thing. Woodland, Woodland better, Jay County, a four A school with a with a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, you get a you get a four A school and a small conference with with a Hall of Fame coach. Give him a couple of years, and that, that's got to lead to success, you would think. Mm-hmm. So the Wells first win in a while last night when and Coach Spring. I think that, I know the, I know for a fact the kids love him over there, man. Uh, they have they ever have a JV team now for the first time in three years. Uh, so so the conference is getting healthier, and that's that's what we like. Back in 2020, when we when we walked through, it was the conference was down. And uh, I mean, it's still it's fun to win, but it's 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 a lot more enjoyable when you have to compete for it now. And and this is a fun conference to be a part of. Well, you don't want to have you don't want to have conference games all season long that don't prepare you for sectional, regional, and semi-state play. That's going to have much much tougher competition than you than you play in your if a, if you play in a soft conference. Exactly, and that's that's what you want. You want each week to, and, and like last night even. There's so many times in the past couple of years where we've been on just lopsided games. And it's just—it's so fun to be in the moment as a coach. You coach because you want to be—you want to be in tight games and have fun coaching. And like I said, that second, the start of the second half last night, we're up six zero, and they're driving down the field, and they're like, hey, "This is this is fun. We're <laughs> we're coaching." Um, but uh, it, it's uh, again, this is a fun group. Um, we, we had a lot of guys play really well last night. Defensively, I thought I thought Luke Bauman played really well, both sides of the ball for on the line. Um, Clayton Shaw's played pretty well defensively. Connor Fear, Nathan Platner played well defensively. Grant Odell. Um, young, some young guys that played well too. So it's uh, we're coming along quick. Like I said, I think we're a little, we're a little farther right now ahead defensively than offensively. Our receivers, we have a very young receiving core, and like I said, I, I like to th- I like to throw the rock a little bit. Um, Derek McKenna thought played pretty well last night. A sophomore receiver had three catches for us. Um, so again, we're young, but we're gonna keep getting better. I tell you what, I thank you for coming in, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing your game next week. And uh, that's been Grant Mosier with the. Uh, South Adams Starfires, and uh, we'll be back with our final section here right after this on WZBD. When it comes to your home, there are things the handyman in you wants to do, and then there's things that should be left to the experts. When it comes to seamless gutters, there's only one choice in our area, and that's SureFlow Seamless Gutters indicator. Tired of gutters that leak at every seam and every downspout? Call the guys at SureFlow. Putting on a new metal roof and want your gutters to do the job they're meant to do? Call SureFlow. Find them online at SeamlessGutters.net or give them a call. SureFlow Gutters, 260-888-5062. The iconic Case and Court Shop on US 27 on the north side of Geneva is your hometown stop for the best selection of beer, liquor, and everything else you've been looking for. Whether it's your favorite beer for an evening on the porch with friends, a hard seltzer for a trip to Rainbow Lake, or all the ingredients to make your favorite cocktail, stop into the Case and Court and grab what you need or browse through our extensive selection if you're not quite sure what you're after. They boast one of the best selections of bourbon and whiskey in Zealand, and the Case and Court would love to help you with the special order you need to make your party preparations complete. Stop in today at the Case and Court in Geneva. Plumbing and Heating High School Football Coaches Show for our final section. I just want to tell you about, uh, once again, go to the WZBD website and look, click on the link that says Zealand Week 1 Scoreboard. Next week will be Week 2 Scoreboard, I would imagine. And run down through there, and it'll tell you the ACAC scores. Adam Central was a winner over Garrett. Bluffton defeated Northfield. Heritage defeated Belmont. Jay County defeated Blackford. South Adams defeated Tipton. Southern Wells defeated Elwood. And Eastside defeated Woodland. And you can scroll on down past some wonderful photos by Chris Everett. And you get to the point where it says that any eight scores. And DeKalb defeated Angola. Columbia City defeated Cherubusco. East Noble defeated Bishop Lures. New Haven defeated Northrop. Eastbrook defeated Huntington North. Kokomo defeated Leo. Miss Cinema defeated Norwell. I'd like to thank Steve Gagel for running the board for us this morning. I'd like to thank other fine sponsors, uh, especially West End Restaurant, who um, provides us uh, breakfast every morning and get these coaches in here to talk, along with uh, SureFlow Seamless Gutters, Case and Court of Geneva, um, Pizza King, uh, Moontown Tavern, Highway 27 Landscaping, Adams Memorial Hospital, and Thrivent Financial, along with Arnold Lumber. So, once again, thanks for tuning in. Ran a little bit over today, but uh, you have to adjust as we had, had an extra coach in there. I'll have to shorten their interviews a little bit, but uh, it's all great talk, and I'm glad we had the time to uh, broadcast this this morning, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll tune in next week as the uh, game of the week will be the Belmont Braves traveling to Rick Minnick Field to play the Southam Starfires in a neutral game, but uh, that will be our game here on WZBD. Shouldn't a home comfort system make you completely comfortable? Leakty Brothers is a trusted source for everything you need for home heating and cooling. When you decide to repair or upgrade your home comfort system, Leakty Brothers can advise you on your air conditioning, heating, and indoor air quality needs, from maintenance to repair to installation. Going with Leakty Brothers is a decision you always take comfort in. Hi, this is Ken at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Burn.
Hi, this is Jared from the West End Restaurant Indicator. Just wanted to take a minute to thank our patrons for all their support over the years. This year we're celebrating 135 years in business. We're open six days a week, closed on Sundays, so stop in for some of the old favorites like the bread at Tenderloin, our fish, onion rings, burgers and fries. We also have some newer items, uh, grilled West End cod, pecan tilapia, grilled salmon, and plank salmon. We have breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials, so stop by at the corner of 7th and Monroe, Indicator.